Hi friends and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman, and if you don't know me, I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse and a queer relationship, and I'm here to validate and support others who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Obviously, I'm here for my queers, but everyone is welcome here. Today, I'm going to talk to you about what some of the after effects of having been in a queer abusive relationship can be. Since it is Pride Month, I'm going to try to keep sticking to the subject of having this be a little bit more LGBTQ focused. Um, after Pride Month ends, Pride Month ends, I will go back to the regularly scheduled program. Anyway, let's dive in. Okay, so number one, I'm going to talk about lack of any sort of emotion towards Pride Month. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I am definitely feeling pretty, um, just don't really care too much about it this year. And to be fair, I am traveling. If you've been following along with me on TikTok and Instagram, you know that I have been in Spain for the past month or so. So I am out of my usual stomping grounds. I do feel like if I were still in Washington, I would have some friends that I would meet up with and go to something here or there. Um, And so I would feel a little bit more pride-y, but I'm definitely just feeling like it's something that doesn't exist or isn't that important. And don't get me wrong, it's very important. And uh, I'm very proud to be part of the queer community and I'm... um, always passionate about issues in the queer community and making sure that we talk about them and educate about them and try to support those in our community that are the most marginalized. So that's not what I mean at all. I'm happy to do that 365 days a year. I think that's very important. However, I don't really feel like posting gay stuff. I don't feel like making content around being a queer person, except for here and there, I'll make something about being a single mom who doesn't quote unquote look gay because I get a lot of comments on my abuse content um, uh, asking questions about my husband and how he was abusive and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, the person that I was abused by was queer. Not everyone who quote unquote looks straight is straight. Uh, Not all men are abusive. That's some of the things that I've been kind of trying to educate on lately. But um, I just feel blah. And... The thing is, I've never been to Pride before, and um, I would like to. Maybe I'll go to one that's later this year. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about heading down to Orlando Pride. I think it's in October. We'll see what my schedule looks like at that time. But um, it's just like I kind of – okay, let's put it this way. I kind of don't feel queer. I just feel like a person um, existing in the world because my life just doesn't have a lot of queerness to it because I'm just a single mom raising my kid, working, doing all the things, traveling right now. And so it just doesn't feel queer. When I'm at home, I am currently living with my son's dad, who is my ex-partner. I'm very open about that. We co-parent very closely. And it feels like I have this, I mean, he's a straight cis male who I live with um and he doesn't care about queer stuff I mean he doesn't he's not 
that sounded bad. He's he's doing his thing. You know, it's not like we sit there and talk about like queer um, issues in our in my community or anything like that. So, okay, and I'm about to go to Indiana and be with my family, where everyone again in Indiana is everyone where that I know is straight cis. Um, you know, whatever. So I just feel very removed from the queer community. And that's not to say that I was super active in the queer community, like in person when I was with my abuser, because we didn't hang out with queer people. We only hung out with straight people. Um, I never really understood that my, my abuser never wanted to be around queer people. Didn't make it a priority for me. It's very important. I want queer friends. Um, I want to be around queer people. I want to have a queer community that's like in real life, I want to say, not, not just online. Um, but I also am in a phase where I struggle to hang out with friends. I have some very dear friends that live close to me. Um, and I trust them and feel safe with them, but it's a struggle for me sometimes to even want to see people. So my point is that after having been abused in a queer relationship and, you know, pride rolls around, this is my first pride being single. The first couple of days of the month, I was like, oh yeah, it's pride. I'll make a little bit of content, but I just don't feel it. I don't know if anyone can relate. Another thing is just not feeling queer. And, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but it's like, um, for example, I went to Mexico with my son and his dad a couple months ago and we were on a, like I was doing a, um, collaboration that was, it it was like supposed to be like queer people on vacation. And I was there with my ex-husband. So I felt very straight, even though we are not a couple, we sleep separately. We have, you know, everything is, they're very clear boundaries. Neither of us even come close to crossing the boundary ever and have not in years but it's just like everyone who saw us together was like, look at that family, aw, or whatever they thought. You know, it's like, yes, we are a family, but people assume that we are a partner, Mr. and Mrs. We are a partner, a couple. Um, and so that's just one example. And then, you know, like I said, I'm walking around um, with my kid as a straight passing single mom and people are looking at me like, where's her husband? Where's the dad? This lady's always by herself. What's she doing here? And I mean, I don't walk around wearing pride flags and I don't like walk around being like, I would love a female partner, which I'm not dating right now, but it's like, um, you know, people just don't know and people just assume it. So it's very easy to feel unseen and a little bit outside the community when you're single. And, you know, straight passing, I'm sure it's that way, even if you are quote unquote, aren't straight passing, whatever, you're just kind of like sitting there. And, um, I feel like I'm speaking to a lot of bi or pan folks who are in straight presenting relationships, which I talked about in a previous episode where people just don't see you and people invalidate you. Um, I don't feel invalidated. Like I said, I do get a lot of people assuming that, my abuser was a man because I do have a kid. So when I've created content about abuse that my son experienced, they're assuming it's a man. And that just, I mean, that's just because that's what we think in general as a society that men are the ones abusing women. Um, and my content isn't always general about, or sorry, it is more general. It's not usually specific to being queer because I want more people to be able to relate to it. 
But, um, you know, in my daily life, I'm not like walking around like, oh my God, everyone doesn't, everyone thinks I'm straight. No one thinks I'm queer. I don't really think about it, but it's kind of a weird feeling to go from finally being out. Like if you're like me and you're a late bloomer and then you're like, I'm out, I have this partner. I'm in public with this person, even though they don't ever touch me at home or outside the home. Um, so it kind of felt like a roommate, but like, you're like, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden you're alone. And so you kind of feel like you went back like I feel like I like backpedaled um, and am no longer seen as queer at the same time. Sorry, I just opened my little Spanish um, fan. <laughs> at the same time, I will say it is not worth staying in an abusive relationship just to feel seen as a queer person. I would rather have every single person for the rest of my life assume that I'm straight and feel a little bit on the outside of the community than be with someone who is treating me like crap. Um, and then of course that said, everyone in my life, everyone who talks to me, knows me, people who follow me on Instagram, like know my story, know that I'm queer. They see me. It's not like I'm just over here. Like not one person knows that I'm queer. They do. They're out there. It's just these weird fleeting moments of like, just not feeling queer. And I am babies. I am queer. Um, and you are too. It's an, it's an odd thing. So that's another one. Let me know if you relate to that one. How about not trusting getting into a queer relationship? I do would not feel comfortable getting in any relationship whatsoever because of where I'm at and because right now my priority is being single, healing, focusing on my son, focusing on what I want to do with my life. I feel very happy. I feel very good where I'm at. Sometimes I have fleeting moments of like, oh, that person would be nice. Nope, I, you know. Um, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not ready yet. And that is valid. Some people take months and months. Some people take years. Some people don't ever really have that kind of relationship again. And it's all valid, but it's like, I think I've said this before in one of these episodes. It's like, I would not date a cis man again. Um, but it's like, that doesn't scare me. I could date a man and like, whatever, but queer relationships scare me because of what I went through because when I got into that relationship I thought it would be safe and it wasn't so you know queerness aside it it's that kind of abuse like narcissistic abuse and that kind of insidious um emotional psychological abuse as well as other things um it's like burning your hand on the hot stove you're like that was horrible I don't want to do that again Um, and because if you're like me and it was your first queer relationship, I have dated women before, but it was my first like long-term queer relationship. And of course I had a kid involved. My hand was horribly burnt on that stove and I do not want to repeat. So, um, that's another thing that I'm wondering if other people have felt or are feeling is coming out of that and being like, I don't know if I want to try that again. And again, like I said, if I... If when I'm ready to date again, it is absolutely going to be a queer person. Um, But those feelings are definitely there of being like, how do I know that you're not like this other person? And how do I know that not everyone isn't like that? Because again, I said this an episode or two ago, that content that I'm seeing on lesbian TikTok is scary and it's not something that I'm willing to risk because the need for speed, the love bombing, the moving in quickly, all that stuff is very real in our community and it's definitely not something that um, 
I am interested in. Again, let me know. If you're listening to this episode, I am actually curious to know. DM me on Instagram, the Lindsay Goodman, and say, yeah, I didn't relate to all of those, but I definitely related to this one, or I related to a couple of those because, um, yeah, it's definitely something else. I talked a little bit about um, invalid. I had a whole episode about invalidating your queer identity. Um, that was one of my Pride Month um, episodes a week or two ago, and this is another one of those like like the one I said before, where it's like you don't feel seen as a queer person, and also would not repeat and would rather be unseen than go through that. This is another one of those like two very different things that kind of go hand in hand that are like a little bit confusing is that I feel a little bit like I don't know who I am as a queer person and where I stand in the community because of all the invalidation and because of the trajectory of the relationship that I had of how it started as one thing morphed into another thing and there was a lot of abuse around my um abusers gender and preferences and things like that and at the same time I feel more sure than ever of who I am and what I want it's just like I almost feel like I'm starting over and have never dated a queer person and don't know anything at all and I'm just like I don't know what I like I don't know what what I I mean I don't like have a type I don't like to have a type there are people who are more attracted to across the board but it's more like features in terms of like darker eyes versus blue eyes like whatever like people that like I notice quicker than others just by like looks again um like features I mean features um but I don't have a type I don't have a specific type I don't want to feel like I have a specific type because I feel like that sometimes can be dangerous when we just want someone who like looks a certain way, but then they could be treating you poorly. Um, and I think that there is a danger in like when people ask like right off the bat, what's your type? Do you prefer this or that? And then if that person is a, I don't want to throw this out there without like more explanation, but like a people pleaser or like kind of like a pick me person, they're like, gonna try to change who they are to match that type because they're interested in you they want you to pick them and I have had that experience before where someone would ask me what I want or what I like or don't like and they try to be like okay that's me then pick me um and so again I think types are types are not a great thing um but anyway it's like I just don't even know like if all y'all lined up in a group and you were like hey what do you want? Which of us would you like to date? This sounds really weird. No, that would never happen. I'm not saying that people are lined up to date me, but I would be like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know what I'm into. I don't know what I'm not into. I don't know. Like, this just sounds really weird because it doesn't matter. Like, the person comes along, either y'all make it work or not, but it's just like, really? Again, I feel like I'm just, not that I'm just coming out, but like, that I came out and I have no experience and I don't know shit. I really feel that way. Um, so again, curious if anyone else who's been in the hole came out late, dated a queer person, and it was an abusive situation. If you feel a little bit like that too, like it's jarring. And um, 
again, like I said, I have more confidence in who I am as a queer person, but just feel like I'm floating around and I don't know anything. Let me know if that one resonates. Okay, I'm keeping this one short because I can't think of that many more things that I feel specifically in terms of being a queer person after abuse in a queer relationship. Um, but I'm curious to know your thoughts. Let me know if there's anything else that comes up for you as a queer person after having been abused in a queer relationship. If there's something else that's coming up for you that you're struggling with in terms of being single as a queer person or being in a dating pool again, if you're ready to date and like how that feels, um, let me know. I'm not necessarily in the dating pool. I'm not out there like looking for someone to date or really open to that. So I'm curious again, what your experiences are. Let me know what you relate to on these. Um, yeah, I'm just curious anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, but first, I have a couple of announcements. Okay, so if you don't know, I am hosting a trip to Greece in August of 2023. It's going to be August 17th to August 23rd, so you have plenty of time to plan and save for the trip if you want to join me. The first 10 people to book the trip do get an early bird discount and there are limited spots available. The trip is through Trova Trip. If you wanna check them out, they have a website, they have an Instagram, so you can go on there and see previous trips that they have had people host through them. Um, my itinerary specifically, which was put together by my followers, there was a survey and they were able to kind of put what they wanted out of the trip, where they wanted to go and when. We are going to Athens. We will spend a few days in the city exploring history and ruins and enjoying good food and wine, things like that. And then we will take a ferry over to Santorini for the last few days to enjoy island life, beautiful views. Um, I believe we have a winery tour on Santorini and we're doing a hike on the caldera, which is like this beautiful, um, as far as I understand, it's like a, a volcanic rim thing where you have this most beautiful view of the Mediterranean and I'm really, really excited to do this trip. I have never been to Greece before, so um, I'm absolutely thrilled that y'all chose Greece. But again, if you want to go on this trip with me, go ahead and book your spot. Um, I will have the uh, information on a highlight on my Instagram, which again is the Lindsay Goodman. So check that out if you want to join me to go to Greece in August of 2023. I also have been invited to be on a panel for author Dr. Kristen Milstead. She is going to be interviewed by the panelists about her book, Why Can't I Leave? About obviously trying to leave narcissistic, abusive relationships and why it's so difficult. I'm on the panel as well as Manjeet Rupri. Brie from Abuse is Abuse. Uh, These are both, um, these are their names on TikTok and Instagram. Um, Lisa Sunny from Stronger Than Before. Uh, Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Uh, Jules with Hearts is not going to be on the panel, but she's a great person to follow as well if you need um, other creators who are making this kind of content. And, ah, Dr. Carrie McAvoy. Yes. (laughs) 
I think that's all of us. We'll all be on the panel. Um, check out each of those creators if you want to learn more about them and see what they're doing. Each of us are talking about the same thing, but have our own style and our own sort of specific realm within abuse that we talk about. So it's a great mix of people. Again, I'm honored to have been asked to be on the panel. It is August 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. I will have that information posted periodically on my Instagram stories. If you want to go, book your ticket now. It is a webinar, so um, you can just join from the comfort of your own home. And I hope to see you there. Okay, y'all, that is it for today. Like I said, let me know what you think about this. Um, I don't know if I will do another Pride-related or, sorry, LGBTQ-related episode next week or not. I feel like I'm running out of ideas because it is such a, um, it's not a unique thing. It happens all the time, but it's just so very specific, and I don't want to get burnt out on it. So we'll see. Either it will or will not, but please check back next week and Um, if you're interested, see what I will talk about then. Anyway, I'm so grateful for all of you. If you like this episode, you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can get this information into the ears of the people who need it the most. I really do appreciate every single time that you leave. If I see another number there on the reviews, I just get really excited for those five stars. And if you leave a review, I do thank you on Instagram because I just, it really, really fills my heart with joy when you do that. Um, and if you want more from me, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Lindsay Goodman. TikTok is a lot more focused on abuse stuff. Instagram is a little bit more of a mix between abuse and my life because I am a human at the end of the day. And I don't always want to talk about this, although it does bring me, um, not necessarily joy, but it makes me happy to be able to help even if it's just one other person. So again, Instagram, TikTok, a little bit of a different vibe, but you can find more from me on both of those platforms. You can also visit my website at thelindsaygoodman.com. Thank you so much. And I will be back next week with more.